Welcome to Rhythm and Brew. We're Emily and Jazz. We're a recently young married couple and we decided to take on this podcast with a mission. And that mission is to find the power of God through testimony, relationships, and community. So we hope you find joy and truth as you connect with us as we go about our daily lives and as we pursue Jesus. So thank you for tuning in. Hey guys, guys. Uh, welcome back to uh, Rhythm and Brew, I'm Jazz, Emily, and we're doing something a little bit different today, Uh, we're actually recording, um, video recording ourselves as we do this uh, short podcast for you guys. Yeah, we're trying, well yeah, we're trying the podcast audio via phone, but also recording via phone. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, if this kind of goes according to plan, we can even upload it for you guys. I know it's a little bit different for my visual people, visual learners. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's kind of the goal yeah. for today. Today we kind of wanted to talk about... You okay there? <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry. Um, today we wanted to talk about um, a little bit about the impact that this quarantine has upon families. And I think it's, I think it's just an interesting topic right now because you are literally forced to be with your family. Right. And in the midst of this quarantine, like there's no kind of, oh, like I'm busy or I have plans or something came up when literally you have no excuse uh, and you need to stay with your family. Right. Right. And I think that kind of be that kind of sorry, if you hear a cat going crazy, it's because they're playing and yeah. fighting and all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just interesting to kind of see how the family that dynamic has changed because of the quarantine. And um, it's been different, right? We've been seeing each other every day, right? And yeah. then usually... I mean, I guess for us, it's like, we're just, it's just me and, and him, right? We're just us two in one household with cats. Yeah. But like <laughs> other families have, you know, kids, two kids, three kids, one. Like it's just right. a lot of time with that person, people. <laughs> and it's like, it's like four plus people. Yeah, you basically like have to have a tribe of people in your house, right? Usually it's usually one after the other or they come in different consecutive times, but it's not like all together at the same time all the time. And some people who are tuning in, maybe you're even an an essential worker too, right? And kudos to you. And, you know, again, we just praise you uh, for doing that. But uh, again, it's sort of like another rhythm that you kind of have to get used to, Mm -hmm. right? And especially for the parents who are taking care of their kids or just teenagers at home, college kids are almost done with school. You're literally on the verge of it, and then you'll be home free, literally. So I think it's kind of interesting to kind of see how that would pan out and how that seems, right? Especially in this quarantine. Yeah, I think, like, our schedules obviously have changed so much. But it's, like, when you – maybe you were at a time where you didn't really see your family in a day. Like, we had days where we didn't really see each other. Like, we saw each other, but it was, like, boom, 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 do this, do this, do this, and, like – on yes. to the next thing. And That's then at true. night, we're like, whoa. <laughs> like, we didn't really talk to each other. Yeah. And I'm sure that every family goes through that, especially when you're you're more than just two people, you know? Right. Different people have different schedules and do all these things. And then and, right. and then end of the night, it's like, whoa. Like, did I even talk to my family? And I know we had moments like that where we're just like, bro, we didn't even, like, breathe. communicate today. We didn't even breathe today. And um, that's why we kind of want to focus this one on family and kind of what it... What it means to kind of um, take the time to 
foster your tribe now. Yeah. Um, even though our tribe consists of us and our fur babies, um, it's like we can only imagine what it what it is to like you know foster the love for children and to have that you know and oh you know uh, for us it's it's in the near future right. But essentially, it's more of just like all right, like what should we do now? What should we focus on with the time that we have now? Yeah. And I think it's so important because literally. What happens now in quarantine at home, right? Whether you're living with someone or you're, you're living with your whole family, um, whatever is about to happen after quarantine will be a result of what was actually given and bestowed in the midst of quarantine. Right. It's like you're planting these seeds now. Yeah. And then once we're out of this, it's like you're going to start seeing them. Right. And we kind of wanted to share like what we read this week. Um, and how, and how it ties into that. And, Mm -hmm. um, what I've read in Isaiah was about King Hezekiah and how literally when Assyria was knocking down, knocking on his door, um, the first thing he did, which was, I thought was dope. He ran to God, right? He didn't freak out. He didn't go, um, run to like his precious treasures. He ran to God and in the midst of that and in the Psalms that he sang and the poems that he wrote, um, there's one line I thought was great. It's Isaiah 38, nine, I think. Um, where he states, um, yeah, just go across reference that, um, it could be 19 or nine, but, um, he begins to state, um, how great God is. And then he says, your gener each generation speaks of your testimony, right? Speaks of what you've done in that generation. And I think that's so powerful because literally right now, if you're young and you're watching this. 10 years from now, we're going to look back, right? You're going to look back and you're going to be like, man, I remember this in this time. Yeah, you guys are going to talk about it. You're going to be like, where were you when this happened? Like, what were you doing when this happened? Right, exactly. It's like now we talk about it when with 9-11. Yeah. Sometimes you get into the conversation of like 9-11 and then everyone's like, where were you when that happened? Like, where were you when this happened? Right. And everyone has a story to tell. Exactly. And I think that's going to be crazy because each story is going to be different, mm-hmm. right? And the way each story is developed is going to be different too, so... I think it's pretty powerful to kind of see the fact that we're going to be, we're going to have testimonies out of this, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously like familial testimonies and then obviously some spiritual testimonies, right? Yeah. And how God's been crafting us in it. And in, to jump back to Isaiah, he says that each generation speaks of your wonders, right? So it's like, wow, like literally this is a moment to hone in on our families and hone in on, um, exactly what God wants us to do for our families because they'll be living testimonies when we get out. And I think that's such a crucial and powerful way to kind of look at this. I know you may be sick of the, uh, I know you may be tired, I should say sick. You may be tired of, you know, kind of um, seeing this day in and day out. If you're a parent trying to do remote learning, uh, if you're working from home, trying to work from home and also taking care of your kid. Uh, if you're in college trying to balance out, right, the work and uh, the assignments that professors kind of give through a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know really what that kind of looks yeah, like. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't know what it's like to take online classes right now. I mean, everything is online classes too. Like, even I can't even imagine being like a high schooler taking online classes. Oh, that's great. Like, I'm I mean, t- even in college, I didn't take online classes. Right, and these seniors are for. Or I should say seniors because they're literally forced into a college mode prior to college. Right. Um, I teach seniors mostly, and um, literally, like they've been expecting so much at the end of the year, and it sucks that this kind of has to happen. And literally now, everything has changed for them. So learning is just a different way to, it's a, it's approached differently. 
and it causes stress not only to them but to us too as teachers so i think it's crazy to, yeah. to see that but again our focus is more of now okay like what do we do with the time that we're given to kind of hone in on our family to hone in on these testimonies so then when 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 we go out, out of this quarantine what can we speak about what good stories we can kind of rem- remember whether that be like a, a movie night or just more devotional time with one-on-one yeah. or interventions right sometimes you kind of need to have that real talk sometimes um with people and sometimes you may never have had that chance prior to the quarantine yeah you can come out of this with like just all these stories of your family members i feel like as a as a child your parent has so many stories because they live such a longer life than you and a lot of the times we don't ask about that like we just know them as a mom or a dad right and that's the period that we see them but there is so much of their life that happened before then and it's like, this is a time to like get to know them in that part. Because like, I can see for myself, like sometimes my aunt will tell me things and I'm like, I had no idea that happened to you. Like, what do you mean? Right. And it's like, we don't, this is a time to take in like this chance to be able to ask those questions and be able to know your parent even or your family member even more. Your lineage. Yeah, exactly. Right? It would yeah. be like a whole story that comes out of it. Like if you were grandparents, oh man, do you have like stories to that you can learn from them? Right. It's all this wisdom that you're getting from family, which just creates that bond of like, wow, like my parent did this or that. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it's just cool to be able to have those opportunities to talk to your parents and talk to your siblings or whoever else and get to know them for other than what you already do. Yeah. Like getting to know them more, like creating that foundation. Right. right? We can only imagine what's going to happen at this quarantine and when, on, when this quarantine will finish. Mm-hmm. But just honing in on those things, I think is so crucial because then you'll really get to know your family. You'll really get to know your spouse and your, and your, and, your, and um, you know, people that you really love. And I think mm-hmm. it's crazy to see that and to see why God is bringing us back into what it is and redefining family, redefining like the familial intimacy that maybe many of us have been lacking or need, you know, right. in need of. How about you? What did you read? All right. So this kind of topic came on because this week we, you know, we we're talking about what we had read and, and it kind of came to clash when we realized that what we had read kind of had to do with family and generations. And... So then we started talking about this, and we said we decided to do this podcast on that. Yeah. Um. But what I had read is actually a little different. Mine is more about intimacy. His is more about like a generational legacy. legacy. Right. And then mine came about more intimacy. And just to like give you a short sum, um, there's a story in Mark, where Jesus had was you know doing his thing, <laughs> and then this ruler of a synagogue, his name was. Jairus? Jairus. Jai. Hi. Jairus. Hi, Jairus. Okay. Jai. His name is Jairus. And he came to Jesus and he's like, oh, my daughter's sick. Like, I know if you put your hands on her and you, you will make her well. Like, I know it. Right. So then Jesus is like, okay, let's go. So they're going to this man's house. Jai, Jairus. 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 <laughs> and he's going to his house. And on the way there, um, some people had come to meet them. And they're like, oh, your daughter died already. So it was, it felt like it was too late. But, and actually these people felt it was too late so that they even said Jairus, like there's no point in Jesus coming anymore because she's dead. Like there's no point, just, you know, that's it, don't bother him. Mm. But Jesus was like, you know, don't fear, just believe. Which meant that they're going to continue going to this man's house to see this, to see his daughter. And then once they get there... Jesus sees, well, they all see, 
a commotion like there's a bunch of people and they're all weeping they're just sorrowful they're sorrowful if that's a word it is a word it is a word <laughs> um and they're just upset because clearly you know someone has died and it's it's the ruler of a synagogue's daughter Jairus's daughter and she's young she's only 12 years old hmm. and um Jesus is like why are you like why are you crying <laughs> and He's like, the child is not dead, but sleeping. And it says that the people laughed at him. They didn't believe him because obviously what they're seeing right there is she's dead. Like, she died. And so he dismisses everyone. He dismisses everyone and only calls the mother and the father. And then they all go into the home. And that's where Jesus does a miracle of resurrecting her. So Jesus is there with his intimate disciples, which is another thing, because it was only three disciples, uh, right. Peter, James, and John. Another intimate thing. But in the sense of family, he had only called the mother and the father in right. to see that miracle of their daughter being raised to life again. And they were so amazed to see that. But I thought it was really interesting the way that Jesus called for that intimacy of immediate family mm. to take part and see what's going to happen to their daughter and how she was raised back to life again. And to me, that struck me because I'm like, wow, like it's really having the intimacy in immediate family again, just like that. Knowing and having that moment with your immediate family and being able to like just believe in, in Jesus that way that he resurrects them. Right. And he, I just thought it was really interesting. Like it goes, it connects with that verse that um, I don't know where... Exactly, it's located, but it's like, you know, go close the door behind you and pray. Right. It's that intimacy that Jesus wants, and specifically in this moment with Jairus and his wife and his daughter, mm -hmm. he kind of, you know, um, dismantled the crowd and was like, all right, everyone's like, scoot out, right? right. To paraphrase, because I, I just need this moment with them to teach them and to kind of make them receive this miracle. And maybe through this quarantine, marriages are being saved, families are being saved. Right. It's through the intimacy that's needed. Right, and I think it's like, it's also to say that there's obviously a family. Our families can get really big, especially with like Hispanic families. Just really big families hey, and Hispanic families. That is true. And it's not to say that other families don't have an opinion, like the outside family, like the aunts or the uncles. It's not to say that they don't have opinions in this. Right. But in this case, it's like the people who were around, whether they were family or not, maybe they were family friends. I don't know who they were. Right. But whoever they were, Jesus didn't want them to be a part of this miracle for a reason. And again, it just comes down to to that intimacy, because you're you're. This is and it starts with the parents too, because it started with this man Jairus. Jairus, I can't say his name for the life of me. Jairus. Jairus, who decided to go look for Jesus, and believe that Jesus could heal his daughter, and then even in the middle of the road, when they were I guess maybe halfway there, someone tells him that his daughter died. Even then, at that point, he still chose to believe when Jesus said, "Do not." fear but believe mm. minding mind you he had already heard that his daughter died so right. it's like first believing that jesus can heal when she was sick and then even though she was claimed as dead still believing jesus that he can still do something and then even getting there and seeing her physically dead still choosing to believe that jesus can do something mm -hmm. it's like all these steps that this father took and in believing, even though everything else just didn't make sense. Like, it didn't make sense that she could be raised to, to life. Yeah. 
It takes like it takes what one person that just I mean a parental figure sure but like it or mentor but it takes that one person to kind of be consistent and perseverant not only in prayer but in like seeking you know so I think that's so powerful to see how Jairus kind of didn't give up even though he did see his dead daughter right there he's just like Jesus mm-hmm. you're still you know we don't get his we don't we don't get his perspective so much after like they receive mm-hmm. the news that his daughter is dead but we can only imagine right you receive the news and you're like downtrodden and and then you still you don't hesitate, right? And I think that's the moment right now. Don't hesitate in, you know, creating these memories and creating these stories and creating and creating a testimony uh, with your family, right? right? With with the people that you love, people that, you know, kind of shape your community. Yeah, I mean, and we're not parents. We're still not there yet. Yeah, a lot easier still, said than done, right? Like, right, oh, right. spend time with your kids. Yeah, and then it's no, like, no, we're not parents. <gasps> you know, and <laughs> we're still kind of far from that. So, not too far, relax. Oh. Um, we're still kind of far from that, but I, I just really like the way that, you know, you're able to see that intimacy in the family that Jesus asked for in that moment. Mm. Jesus, I think God is all about families. I think we could say that. Yeah, no, of course. Like he moves through those tribes that way. Yeah, and I, I, I just really liked it because it was like a lesson that I feel like I'll, I'll take with me when we do have kids because, Mark. you know, if our kids ever go through a time when they maybe have a disbelief or... A dry season. Or dry, or whatever they have to go through because, you know, God's, things happen. God has to form them. Yeah. Um, just being able to believe Jesus in every step of that season that they have to go through. Right. From starting to see that maybe distancing to seeing that well, maybe if, God forbid, but if they choose to not believe altogether... And still having to believe that Jesus can bring this child back to life. Right. You know, and I think it's crazy just to recognize that power, especially during this time. Yeah. And I think it's just something that we kind of wanted to speak to you about. And we kind of want to know what you think about, too. And I think it's just great to kind of just be a part of this moment in history because we're never going to get it back. And I know many of us dread it right now. And, and we like today we went out. Today was is, is Mother's Day. And we went out to kind of say hi to our families, but from a distance. And it was it was good to see them, but it was kind of awkward the fact that, like, you know, we're going by certain Restrictions. parameters, yeah, that are kind of odd. Yeah. But in reality, like, these are these are difficult times. And then why not choose to edify the people that we, can, we do have access to, the people that we can speak to, you know? Yeah, and then just learning how to treasure it more. Because, like, I guess for us right now, it's like, we don't live with our families anymore. So yeah, yeah. we had to see them from like a distance. Like his mom, we saw from a distance. Mm-hmm. My aunt, we saw just sitting in the car and we talked to her like that. Yeah. But it's like now we can treasure those moments where we were able to spend time with them for the full day or like, you know, something like that. Right. Seriously. Because then like now it'll be a different taste now mm-hmm. because we've been so distant. We've been so not purposely, but like, right. you know, but um, yeah, I mean, again, we just want to leave you with that. And Again, just focus on, focus on what God has given you at home. You know, I think God is doing this and ch- and and just He's trying to bring intimacy into our homes and kind of chisel away anything that needs to be chiseled in in the intimacy in the privacy, right? That we need, and I think God doesn't expose, right? Uh, he doesn't expose publicly, but anything He'll show you in a, in a way where it's so intimate. Like, look, like we gotta fix this area. Let's do it, and this is a moment of growth as a family and as a marriage and also in your your friendships and relationships too, you know? Mm-hmm. We're, even though everyone's kind of distant, doesn't mean we need to disconnect, you know? 
So just keep it going. And with that, we want to finish. And we, again, we pray that every, everything is well with you and your family. Happy Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day <laughs> to all the mothers tuning in. Uh, and to all the kids and teenagers who are tuning in and young people, go love your mother a little bit more today. Yeah, yeah. and go get those stories out of your family members. You never yeah. know what you're going to learn. That'd be pretty them. cool. Seriously. All right, guys. I'll be going. Bye, y'all.